how is it going? Welcome to Legacy Respawn, the place where you can find the latest and greatest game news. But the excitement doesn't just stop there. Don't forget to follow us on twitter.com slash legacyrespawn. Also, for just a couple bucks a month, you could help support the show by coming to Patreon today and visiting patreon.com slash legacyrespawn. All patrons will instantly gain the ability to interact with the show and submit their thoughts and topics they would like to hear discussed, along with some other great benefits. All that can be found on patreon.com slash legacy respawn. My name is Andrew and co-hosting with me as always, the man of oats himself, Jacob. Heyo. So on today's show, we're going to cover quite a few things. So the first we're going to look at is what happened at the Game Awards and who gained the title of Game of the Year. And what's up with Cyberpunk 2077? Is it a buggy mess? What's going on with these early gen consoles running the game? We're going to look into the seizure claims circulating around Cyberpunk 2077. What kind of reviews is it receiving around the web? And we're also going to turn our eyes and ears to Jacob to see his hands-on experience with the game so far. Going to be good stuff. Have you uh, been enjoying that experience? For the most part, yep. For what I've gotten through so far. Yep. So we're going to go ahead and Give me a good sum up of what happened at the Game Awards. Not going to spend a ton of time on it. We uh, can say that we did pick a lot of uh, a lot of the right answers somehow. Yeah, I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, with with our limited knowledge, <laughs> we 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 somehow guessed. <laughs> I guess there are some semi-educated guesses here. Yeah, I think I think we were um, we when we were going through and we made pretty good like. I guess it made sense as we were going on. We broke them down pretty hard. Yeah, I think that's what we did. If we didn't break them down as thoroughly and just kind of blind shot it, I don't think we would have done as well. <laughs> no. It would have been all over the place. Yeah, I think we uh, we only missed a couple. Really, the, the Among Us ones threw us off. But Yeah, and I still, I still hold my, my wording on the Among Us. I don't see why that is a, you know, a qualifier, personally. Uh, only thing I can guess is where it was, what, the Steam release, I guess, this year, because it was originally all mobile, right? That's, a, that's uh, the only thing I can think of, but. Yeah, it could, it could be that. I mean, still, nonetheless, I mean, if the game was developed in 2018. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know any, any way to look past that. I mean, it's not like they remade the game and re-released it. Right. Like a. Like Final Fantasy, like anything like that, or Tony Hawk, even. Right, where they actually like redesigned the game and then yeah. republish. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna scrutinize Among Us, you know. Now more power to them. They pretty much did really well. Like it's it's gotten really big. Yeah, I think their studio is only like four people. Yeah, I think. That was all I think that was there when they were accepting like the award. Oh yeah, it was three people and then somebody on a phone. <laughs> yeah, the whole staff. So I guess uh, we'll start at the bottom of this list, work our way up. So I didn't include all of the topics or categories just to save some time, but I've, I picked out some main ones. So multiplayer game went to Among Us. Sports slash racing went to Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Salmon strategy game was Microsoft Flight Simulator. Family game was Animal Crossing New Horizons. Fighting game, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. RPG, Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Game direction, Last of Us Part 2. Action slash adventure, The Last of Us Part 2. Narrative. The Last of Us Part 2. Indie game was Hades. Game of the Year. Last of Us Part 2. So that being said, do you think... I, I believe Last of Us received seven titles at the Game Awards. Do you think this is the best game of this generation? It's real hard on that one. Like, for me, I really, really enjoyed it. I know there's a lot of... Uh throwback on it like ghost ghost of Tsushima. that was definitely 
it was also really good and it deserved to be up there in every one of the categories too i know a lot of people are mad about that because that one uh i think the fan choice uh which is weird when it comes to last of us winning game of the year but for me it, it did it for me yeah no, i, I agree with that, that. Yeah, The Last of Us is one of those games like you either love it or hate it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like, you know, there's parts of that game, like I said before, was like extremely frustrating to get through. Yep. But, you know, you, you got the premise of it and why you're doing it. I think that's what they put you through the hard stuff of the game, kind of make you feel like more of that sense of like all men, I guess. Yeah, it, uh, it, I understand some of the parts where people are saying they were mad, like about the game just the story wasn't for them or it was too much of something. But Mm. I think that's what really drives that game anyway. It's all emotion and it's all based off of, you know, if you put yourself in that situation, you're going to be just as upset, just as angry. Like, I mean, the second game was all uh, pure revenge. That's all it was. Basically. Now here's, I guess I don't really want to spoil it, but I'll ask this question on another time. <laughs> so I'd like to give a shout out to Alex Stedman at Variety.com where you can find the full list of all the winners of the 2020 Game Awards. They also did a nice, uh, if you actually go to the Game Awards website, they did a really nice layout on there as well. I was actually impressed on how form-fitting their website was when I, when I looked it up. Mm-hmm. Like, it really popped. It was a nice website. Yeah, it was real simple to vote too. It flowed through. Everything was stacked nice, and at least gave you big pictures of everything. You know what you were looking at too. Yeah, that's true. So I guess we'll jump right into uh, the main thing I wanted to cover on this episode is mainly the the huge hype and talk around Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Like, is this the the game that everybody wanted? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we. I mean, it's been years and years. It's probably the most marketed game I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think they've done. From what I've seen, I think the general consensus is that people are happy. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's definitely. It's still got its things, but a, a lot of people still like. It's still rated very well. I think on Steam, it's still sitting. Oh my gosh. I didn't, really pull, I, didn't, I didn't pull Steam's rating. Let me go ahead and do that for you. I feel like sometimes Steam, I feel like, is not as honest. Mm-hmm. Mainly just because people just bomb it. I don't know why. I never understood the point of like review bombing a game. Yeah, I don't quite understand that as well. But uh, let's see. We're sitting at... Wow, it's got 170,000 plus reviews. That's ridiculous. I think the review embargo went up the day it released. It looks like the majority is positive, though. Yeah, I'm sure it's it's more than likely positive. About 154,000 positive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's we're looking at the PC version too. Yeah, that's true. And I think the PC version. I know when they did the review codes for this game, they only released PC review codes mm-hmm. and i can from the stuff that i've been pulling around the web i can understand why they were doing that because they don't want you get the get your hands on the ps4 or xbox version yeah. and be like and and use that as your review copy because that's really not their their final state of work i don't think they didn't yeah. want that you know that to reflect on poorly on the review for the game and you know solely a review on a game can actually break or you know make it one of the best selling you know digital content you can get yep once you get a like some of these big review sites you know all it takes is one of them even that can completely sway the whole opinion of your game to a point where people won't even try it yeah i think that's i mean to me i think that's unfair but yeah for sure <laughs> but we did want to cover the bugs and how well it's running on these earlier generation consoles, that being PS4 and Xbox One. So I did pull this article. It's from Patricia Hernandez at Polygon.com. And she states that players are logging in 
define an extremely unoptimized experience on last-gen consoles. There's clips showcasing glitches, frame rate issues, major pop-in, and more. I've started going viral on social media, through, though it's unclear if these all, all these Cyberpunk 2077 players are trying the game with the first day patch. So do you think that this game should be released on early-gen consoles if the bugs are known when they release it? No. Then <laughs> it, it's such a hard situation because those guys have worked like how many years now on this game? I think it was debuted in like 2013 or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been quite a handful of years. And I like I, I know they would have rather even pushed it back again, but they were at the point where everybody was like, hey, you really need to go ahead and release this. Yeah, people are getting fed up with it. Yeah, I'm sure that was on more of a corporate level. Like, it's I'm sure it became about revenue at this point. Like, we need to get this game on the market. We need to get sales for this game. The and the same thing happened for what uh, Last of Us. Mm. Uh, I think Final Fantasy as well and Red Dead, because those all kept pushing back. I think three, two, three times when they were supposed to come out. I believe so. I know. I definitely knew Last of Us got delayed. Mm-hmm. And and that was the same sort of thing. They were like, "Hey, if you don't release this game, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna pretty much not not pick it up. We're not even gonna look at it. We're tired of waiting." Um. Yeah. Now, do you think that this would cause like the fan base surrounding this to start to spread out and be like, "No, I'm done with this game." Just from that poor reflection of the the last gen copies, it it definitely can, um, especially the the ones that have been waiting for it, and then they still don't have like, like you said, they're on the old original consoles, and then they play that, and they're like, "What's the point? I don't even want to. I'll never pick this up again." Most people's opinions stick that way. Yeah, you get that bitter taste in your mouth. Mm-hmm. It's not like <clears throat> oh, I'll sit this to the side and I'll come back in like a year. <laughs> I'll right. come back in a couple months. Maybe it'll be good. A lot of people, when they buy it, they spend that money. They want to do it and have the full experience then. Yeah. Like they, they, you know, I mean, if you're paying the, you know, premium price for a game these days, 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, to me personally, I think if the game is, is well made and it doesn't have all these issues or bugs, then I think the, you know, the price could be higher than that. I wouldn't mind paying for something that was well made like that. Now, that being said, like a game like this that comes out, you know, with so many known issues, like, like, should the earlier gen versions be cheaper? Or you think they should hold that price, whether, you know, it doesn't matter what system you're playing on. Man, that's a tough one, too. (laughs) (laughs) Because. Yeah, they, they would have to completely make separate games for it. So we'll, now over in the middle of new stuff in, in the old gen. Which these guys, they didn't even make two sets of discs yet for it, because they're not... Uh, I think they're saying the new updates for the new consoles will be out January or February at least, sometime this year. So... Yeah. Man, yeah, it's, so, like, it, it's hard. Like, It's like... So here's, here's a better... Let me state it a little different. Okay. If... Uh, Say you went into the store and they had this on the shelf for PS4. And there was a sticker on the front that said, warning, (laughs) this game has, you know, potential, you know, running issues on your console. And it was knocked down 20 bucks. Would you buy it? If uh, put out like that? Yeah, I think that's a little, um, a little well, more well put out, I would say. So you would you would take your your chances and be like, okay, they told me this might have issues, yeah. But I'm so so I'm going to support it and see if it, it gets better. Yeah, that's me on that like that end of it. I I would. I know a lot of other people wouldn't. Yeah, but I I don't have a problem like waiting sometimes for it or coming back to. Right. Yeah. I mean, I give them you know props. I mean, they they tried to do something that was probably nearly impossible. Is get that to run on a PS4. Or or an Xbox One for that matter. 
without it completely setting itself on fire. Right. So all that leads me up to this next news article. I'm going to pull from Eurogamer.net, written by Wesley Yin Poole. He says, I've been playing the PS4 version of CD Projekt's sci-fi epic and report poor, poor performance, including low frame rate and texture pop-ins when the screen is busy. Even when it's not, there is an occasion, on occasion, a low-res blur to the visuals. And I encountered multiple characters locked in a T-pose, frozen in place, or glitched into an object. You can still talk to these NPCs, but their mouths do not move. I've had a chat with Digital Foundry's Tom Morgan, who provided me with some screenshots on Cyberpunk 2077, running on a base PS4 alongside some analysis. According to Morgan, Cyberpunk 2077 on PS4 looks blurry, running between 720p and 900p resolution. And the frame rate for any driving around the big city area is constantly at 20. While some indoor battles run well at 30 frames per second, they can drop to 25. Frame rate drops are one thing, but there's also hitching big hiccups in action where a new object or texture needs to load in. This can make it a challenge to shoot or drive. So I'm really interested in your take on what you think of that. I cannot agree with a lot of these anymore. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh so thankfully, I mean I've been playing it on what the Series X, but some of these things I have had a lot of people tell me they've encountered uh just the low frame rate anyway. The myself that low res blur that it's talking about, that's I think I had said something to you earlier about everything kind of looking mushy. <laughs> this is the best way I could describe it. <laughs> uh, granted, though, there's some scenes like when you're not in combat, anything like that, where it's like you're like if you're sitting in a bar talking, the colors, everything is very vibrant. It all looks good, but yeah, the tipos, the driving hiccups, it, it's it's have there. You, have you encountered any of those, or just some of them, or? The typos I haven't, but I did experience in just some of the parts of the first mission. Um, not me, but the NPC, like Jackie, your friend, uh, phasing through doors and people, mm -hmm. like when he's walking. Uh, I had a thing like where it, he was going to talk to somebody and then he would sit down in a chair, but it seemed like it, the, the track was off and he froze up a second. Uh, turned another way and then sat in an invisible chair in front of the chair where he was supposed to be. <laughs> uh, so like small things like that, but I, I myself didn't experience like a game breaking thing like some of these others. Right. But I can only imagine that this PS4 didn't explode, take off to the moon. <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, I'm still impressed that it even runs on a PS4. <clears throat> I think we kind of called it. I mean, this happened the same thing last gen. On uh, we we mentioned Shadow of Mordor as our example. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> but I I I just don't see like why they would. You know, if if this is your piece of work, like why represent it in this manner? If you if you had a choice, mm -hmm. like I wouldn't. If I was, I mean, obviously I understand it's it's more or less revenue. Like we got to get this out. We got to pay for this probably millions and millions of dollars that we use to produce this this game. Yeah. <laughs> And and they're getting uh, pushback from the companies themselves. Like Microsoft and Sony aren't saying, "Well, you can't put it on those. We you has to only be on that." Like they want it on everything to play because it's a selling oh, title. Yeah. It'll you know they want it on every aspect they can. That's just that business side of it. Right. It's, it's a shame that yeah that, you, uh, they have to the go about it. So out of those, like, say, say you got this copy of it like that, and it's running at this performance. Do you think that takes you away from the experience of what the game's trying to tell you? Definitely. Uh, I don't know. Like, every time, like, it completely takes you out of the immersion of it. You know, you try to put yourself in there, and it's how you actually get sucked in the game, and then you have something like this happen, or happens constantly. You know, if yeah. your game crashes four or five times while you're trying to drive down the right. street. I could see it being forgivable if it was intermittent. 
maybe not during your entire playthrough it's running at 40 yeah. frames you know if it was just like a hiccup here and there or something i think it would be a lot more forgiving this is definitely the the big game that shows you know that it's time for the upgrades to start happening for the next gen like this is it like right. this is the one like it's it, and that goes for a lot of other developers to see it too like wow maybe we only need to work on it for one or the other yeah exactly that just leads me to speculate that uh supposedly the new horizon is uh coming to ps4 along with the god of war yeah i did hear that. T- 2021 release which i'm skeptical about but mm-hmm. i don't see god of war being released in 2020 i want it but i don't think it will <laughs> i don't think it will not not so soon plus i mean you also got you know pretty pretty big titles being released playstation first party titles you got ratchet you yeah. got horizon and uh God of War would be definitely the third, but I don't see it packing in, especially if they're trying to get these on PS4. I just don't see it. Yeah, because there are, Sony wants to continue to support the PS4, from what I've gathered. For which three is, years, I think. Which is good. I mean, that, that's definitely good. Right. Yeah, uh, I, have, I have no problem with that. I I would say, I mean, it's still not going to be the majority of them, but like having a pro is going to still make a difference on those newer I'm, ones i'm curious what the i didn't look that up i only did the base ps4 but i'm curious what the performance on the ps4 pro or the xbox oh, or cyberpunk yeah or the xbox one x uh f- from what i've gotten um i've still heard like they've had the crashes uh the driving thing was mentioned to me just uh, like a stutter while you're going down, like you you drive a little bit and then it pauses, and like it's loading while you're going. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, hardware differences were. I don't think it was massive. The Xbox compared to the original, I know, is a pretty big hike. Yeah, they they really went out of their way for that one. Mm-hmm. At the time, anyway. Yeah. But for the pro and the slim, I'm not sure, like so sure on that. I know yeah, the I pro this... is still, yeah. still better. Oh yeah, definitely. I know the the pro they included the HDR, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> add some Wi-Fi advancements. I don't, I don't, I don't think it. It's probably not enough to matter if they're testing this on a PC and they're trying yeah. to throw it on a on a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The. Uh... It's that is one thing though. Everything that they always showed, like before it came out, was all displayed PC. It was all PC demos. Oh yeah. Well, we know why. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely like I. And I think you said that last time. That's your most like optimal choice, I guess, would be to do the PC version if you're able to. Yeah. If you have a PC to run it. And that's gonna be the thing. I mean. Like, I don't know the requirements to run this on a PC, but I'm sure it's not light. No, and I've, 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 I mean, I've even seen people that had uh, 3080 GTX cards running this game. And there's they've they've had the same textural issues with pop ins. Yep. As the uh, PS4. So now, it, I don't it looks super pretty while that was happening, but oh, yeah, it was still happening. <laughs> The glitches are glitches. Oh, I know yeah. most of these glitches are going to get patched. Like they're, yeah. they're, you know. So we can only hope that uh, the support will be strong on that. I'm pretty sure it will. I mean, The Witcher, I think when that came out for PC was basically broken. Yeah. That, if I recall that. that. A, lot of the, a lot of similar issues. Like it was super buggy at first too, but look at where that ended up. Yeah, and that's like a the, the holy child, mm-hmm. the Witcher three, and I, you know, I, I feel like no matter what this company did, they there is no way they were going to meet the expectation that was set. No, the hype itself it was too much. Like he outdid he, what they could physically do. Right, <laughs> I think. there was going to going to be a letdown somewhere along the lines. Yeah, like it just wasn't going to happen. Choose, which you know, I feel like they. 
they could kind of damn themselves with that. Really, I mean, their marketing team been marketing this game for so long, and like I don't know. Yeah, they was it a couple years ago when they showed like was it one of the first like big fight scenes where you go in there and there was two or three different ways you could do it and it kind of showed you different options like that and it was all yeah. like beautiful when they showed it and smooth and that made people even more excited like right. oh I want this all the time yeah yeah I think the hype was just too too much and I just don't think you can please you know you just can't please that crowd mm-hmm this and would it, literally be and have to be the, the game of, you know, a century. And you don't, I mean, that's a rare gem. So, for whatever work they put into this, I'm sure is adequate to what they expected it to be. Yeah, they, the amount of people working on this game and what they've done, especially in the last, like this last year, working from home, like the majority of them, it's still, you know, I give it to them. Yeah, the, no game, doubt. the game's huge just the, the map itself like looking through it there's a whole like edges around the map that are blacked out that if that's part of the game or if that's more they're going to add on i my, my brain can't comprehend it it's so big mm. and that's mostly city right mm-hmm. yeah because i know a lot of people make the comparison with the gta 5 map but gta okay. 5 is uh i think they were saying it's roughly the size twice the size of gta 5 but that being said, GTA 5's map was half, so a third of it was city, and the other chunk was uh, just desert. Desert. Nothing. And then you also had water. So. Yeah. Yep. I think that's just a poor comparison. So our next main thing is a pretty, pretty substantial. Yeah. And I'm curious on what you think about this as well. So apparently cyberpunk is causing seizures in certain individuals that are epileptic due to certain screens or visuals. Have have you came across any of this? <laughs> I 100% believe this too. <laughs> Just the, uh, the colors, like it's, uh, it's very vibrant. It's very neon and it's very bright. <laughs> uh, yeah, what is it? Uh, this article says about brain dances. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a lot of it. So it's pretty much take like VR, like a helmet that goes on your head, but it's free. It's kind of got like these two little flaps that angle at your eyes, but you can still see everything around. And there's when they activate it, it flashes like multiple, multiple times and bright each time. Like you do these actual brain dances. So I can see that actually causing a problem and that's like a um, main part of the the story too like right in the beginning there's a lot of stuff with this i guess i'll go ahead and read this article by liana rupert from game informer she says during my time with cyberpunk 2077 i suffered one major seizure and felt several moments where i was close to having another one i quit going because i made the decision to and i feel like the decision helped me sort sort of slapped together a small little guide for players wanting to take part in this game for fear of missing out. Brain dances are something that CD Projekt Red has been taking about as a feature for a while now. And it's an intricate part of the story from start to finish. CD's brain dances allow players to interface with memories, often of the deceased, by plugging into a mainframe and diving in. Pretty much everything about this is a trigger and it's something that caused me to have a grand mall seizure when playing to help with our review. It's also it's a trigger on many levels stating or starting with the device itself. When suiting up for a brain dance, especially with Judy, V will be given a headset that is meant to be meant to onset the instant. The headset fits over both eyes and features a rapid onslaught of white and red blinking LEDs, much like the actual device neurologists use in real life to trigger a seizure when they need to trigger one for diagnosing purposes. So with that and her experience, what do you think of that? She, uh, she's, she's right. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not prone to seizures, but like that itself, it was hard to look at. 
And if you're like, you know, how, especially if you're in a dark room and everything, the light amplifies it. That's it hurts. Mm. Uh, and, and that is like she said, a frequent part throughout the game, too. So it's not like something you can skip or look away. It's it's part of it. Either, I guess, close your eyes and don't look at it or it's rough. Like and like I said, everything in the in the game, it's very bright. Everything's vibrant. Everything's neon. I believe they put out a patch for this. Like for that specific thing, the, yeah. the actual possible seizure stuff. Yeah, I think it was mainly just towards this uh the brain dance, the uh when you put the goggles on. I don't I don't know what they I don't know how they corrected it. And I think they also put uh during the splash screens in the beginning of the game, they put the uh warning. Mm, yeah. I'm not sure if that's on your your version. Uh I think there was a warning in the beginning i know it's it's patched i think twice since it come out not now, the before I, ones but twice recently like i know they got who uh when they publish this game they got to certify it through the sony and xbox guidelines basically to be on their store mm-hmm. so it's interesting to me that this was never caught in the first place being an important main part of the game too Right, like you're forced to do this certain segment that could potentially also seize you out. If if you like playing, I think it's about like if you kind of just roll through it and do it, you you can get to it about like within an hour, hmm. hour or less, depending on how fast you move. So that's a pretty big thing to miss or to look over, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm curious if they use now. Obviously, somebody isn't just sitting there. I wouldn't think anybody's playing this. I'd hope not. <laughs> I'm sure it's some kind of al- algorithm that's being run against these games that maybe finds these kind of segments encoding along those lines. Mm-hmm. Like there's so, certain uh, like levels of when it starts to be a risk. Right. And if it, it registers that it passes by it. Yeah. Now I wonder, like, who would you say it's at fault for this? Like, should it be the person that's certifying the game? Or do you think, you know, CD Projekt Red? Just showing to put it there to begin with. Uh, on that one, I'm going to say the the certifiers, like the the play testers and the ones actually, you know, quality control, because that's what their job is. You know, you want to find these things to, to yeah. polish it up in the end. Right? Yeah, I would, I, I would agree with that. I think a lot of the the bashing is going on, you know, CD Projekt Red. Mm-hmm. But all in a sense, you know, this game was put through third certification and it was certified so why why patch it right if it went through that like oh it must be fine and add add to some of the evil to this this particular lady that wrote this game informer article she was receiving people were posting on her social media flashing images as a rebuttal i guess ridiculous which is is outlandish that people would stoop that low. Yeah. You know, for writing this article, all she's doing is trying to help individuals with this problem. People want to use that against her, which is unbelievable, honestly. It's the same thing about when, um, uh, when CD Projekt Red postponed it for that last three weeks and people were sending like death threats and everything. Oh, that's right. To the people that's like it, it just, that doesn't make sense. To be, it blows my mind. That people yeah. are like that. Like, well, yeah. It's like, why not just wait and be patient? Let let them make the thing that they want to make. Yeah, they're not holding it back because, yeah. you know, with intention of making the, the customer mad or the anyone Basically. that's going to play it. That's not yeah, what they're yeah. doing it for. And look at it now. You got a PS4 version. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Have at it. Yeah. This is what you want it. But uh, the whole seizure thing, I think. You know, I give her respect for putting this out there, and it got patched, you know, rather fast. I mean, we're talking days of this article. So, I give it to her for sitting through, pushing through, even just so she could write it like actually out. Yeah, no doubt for the review. Mm-hmm. That is remarkable. So let's jump uh, right into some reviews here. I couldn't find, so I, I assume all these reviews are based upon the PC version. 
I didn't see reviews for at the time when I pulled these for the PS4 or Xbox. I don't know if that was due to some kind of review embargo still in place. So we'll start with the first. In the first couple days, I think it usually is. Well, which one was it? Metacritic that didn't implemented that. Uh, yeah, I want to say yes. That was due to the the. I know Metacritic's website did the. the was it? It's twenty four hours, right? Yeah, it, it might be forty eight. Might be due to the uh, review bombing on Last of Us, right? Yeah. Yep. I think that's what that came from. But I do know the company themselves, Cyber, or not Cyber, CD Project Red, they put a review embargoes on all copies for so long after release or on release. So I assume these uh, these reviews are based on people. But by the scores, I think they are anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll start with IGN. He gave it a 9 out of 10. And uh, Tom Marks is the guy that reviewed those. So he writes, Cyberpunk 2077 kicks you into a beautiful and dazzling dense cityscape with few restrictions. It's, it offers a staggering amount of choice in how to build your character, approach quest, and confront enemies. And your decisions can have a ta tangible and natural feeling impact on both the world around you and the stories of the people in inhabit it. These stories can be emotional, funny, dark, exciting, and sometimes all of those things at once. Main quest may be shorter than expected when taken on its own. It's not always clear when you need to do what you need to do to make meaningful changes to its finale. But the multitude of side quests available almost from the start can have a surprisingly powerful effect on the options you have when you get there. It's a shame that frustrating, frequent bugs can occasionally kill an otherwise well-set mood by Cyberpunk 2077. Impressive, flexible design makes it truly a remarkable RPG. So this guy, he's saying... You know, and, and IGN is pretty remarkable with their reviews. They usually come straight forward. I mean, they'll tell you if it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's saying it's an enjoyable experience. He's got, a, got a lot of depth in the game, so looks like he's taking it from that, too. I think he's looking past it, yeah. Looking mm -hmm. past the, 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 you know, the faults in it. Especially if it's something that could easily be fixed. Yeah, so looking I, at how most uh, most things are now, wh whether to say it's still wrong, you know, a lot of games get released that way, but they they do fix them. They do, like like I said earlier, Witcher Three. Yeah, and it's all it's all you know, I, and the Witcher Three when I got my copy of that game, it came with a thank you card, and uh, what else was inside of it? Uh, something about free DLC for life. Mm-hmm. All that stuff was like inside the case. Yeah. So there is no doubt in my mind that they're going to do everything in their power to bring you whatever experience that they want to bring you. So our next one here is Sam Loverridge at Games Radar. He scored it a five out of five. Cyberpunk 2077 is a paragon of open world gaming offering the kind of freedom to explore and define your character that provides a new pinnacle for the genre. It takes everything we celebrate about open-world games and learns from it, implementing best-in-class variations in a world that's so dense and detailed. Add in the human-like level of reactivity and emotional depth that it brings to its narrative. And it all combines for the most spectacular experience. Take a trip to Night City immediately. I feel like he's on the same page as IGN. Yeah. yeah, they're both saying the same thing. Yeah, they're they're definitely looking past like the small bugs, the the hiccups, stuff that's not complete and utterly like game breaking. Right, I think it should be. I mean, I don't think you should judge the whole game based on a couple bad experiences. Yeah, it's not like what um, ten, fifteen years ago where it's super hard to push out a patch or you can't even you know, patch a game that's come out. You the just Wii. release it. And like, if it's broken, it's like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, there was a game. I'm trying to think of the name of it. It was on the Wii. And there was a great, a game-breaking bug in the game. And you actually had to send, I think, I think Nintendo, I think you had to save your save file on a card and send it to Nintendo and they would fix it and send it back to you. It was something along those lines. 
I'm trying to remember what that was. I'm trying to remember. I can't think of the game. I think you get stuck in a certain particular spot in the game and you can't get out. I don't remember the name. I might have to Google it. Yeah, it's worth knowing. I want to know that one. Look her up. But that, I mean, think about that. It, it, there was no, if it was broken, that was it. Even before that, like you were lucky to even. Most companies didn't do that at all. It was just right. like, oh, that's what you get. No return in it. I don't think it was a small title either. It was a pretty substantial one. Was it one of the Sonics? Could be. I'm one of those I know was like, uh, what was the one where Sonic had like a sword? Sonic had a sword. Black Knight. <laughs> Black Knight. I, I want to say that one had a really big bug. Sort of. Sounds like familiar. <clears throat> yeah. Cannot find it. Bye -bye. I'll have to find it later. Date that on another episode. Yeah, I have to come back to you on that one. <laughs> it, it was going to bug me now. Mm -hmm. so, well, anyways, that leads me to Metacritic, giving it a 90. 53 critic reviews. Now that I got this score a couple days ago, let's see what it says. You want to take a guess? On Metacritic score. Oh, for now? Yeah. Um, I'll definitely say it's lower. I'll go in the 70s. Ooh. Nope, it's still a 90. Hmm, okay. With 57 reviews now. Does it have... Those are critic ones, right? At critic reviews, yeah. The user score is 7.0. Okay. That's so I feel I like you're, you're, you're right both ways, I guess. <laughs> that, that, that was my guess. Because I was like, I know it's still going to be really good. Um, I mean, in seven still. A seven for a user good. score is pretty solid. Yeah. Those people are uh, pretty, pretty absurd with their reviewing. Yeah, there's no uh, like one to tell, 10 scale. It's usually like, this is super awesome. Or I, I'll yeah. never, never play yeah. this hot garbage. Basically. Like, I swear by it or I'm going to throw it in the trash. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing easy about it. <laughs> So from PC Mag, we got a review from Gabriel Zamora. He gave it a 3.5 out of 5. He states that he was initially, he wasn't initially impressed with Cyberpunk 2077. The District West Coast grime turned me off, as did several perks that didn't appeal to my playstyle. However, the more I played the game, the more its tremendous gameplay, variety, narrative, class, or crass humor, filthy cityscape, and Blatant sexuality grew on me. I fell in love with Night City, warts and all. If it's many bugs can get it ironed out, Cyberpunk 2077 is a potential Game of the Year candidate. Here's hoping that CD Red Project Red can quickly push out fixes. But I feel like, unlike the other reviews that I, I pulled, this one is not only judging it for the gameplay, but also the implications that the bugs have caused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and like they said, like they eventually it grew on them, like everything else. Like they wasn't as flashy for them at first, but right, the actual everything else in the game, the writing, the the side quest, even right, it all just just the atmosphere uh, will bring you in. Yeah, I think it's uh like after after compiling this whole episode worth information like no matter what i read i still want to play this game mm -hmm. like, that's kind of where i stand it's like regardless of the bugs i mean we all played skyrim you know <laughs> i think skyrim is one of the greatest games claimed to ever be produced why it's been on every console and every refrigerator and smart toilet around <laughs> <laughs> and that game is i mean it's literally it was riddled with bugs on 360. Like you could okay. literally walk nearly vertical up a mountain for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, and you know, Bethesda was known for those kind of bugs. Like they're known to have like, okay, here's a new Elder Scrolls. 
let's go ahead and rule out all these bugs. We know they're going to be there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we're already expecting it. I'm going to get punched through a mountain. I, I know it's going to happen. Yeah, you're definitely going to glitch through some kind of texture somewhere along the line. Yeah, it's just you expect it. You don't you don't bash the game over it. You already know it's going to be there. So I feel like Cyberpunk. I think you know it should be held to the same standard. Like to okay. yeah, to an extent. Like okay, this is. I, I can understand this needs to be fixed, but all in all, this is, you know, an excellent experience once you pull that curtain back and look at it. Mm -hmm. So Just, all of this, all this leads me up to your experience. What kind of remarks would you say after how many hours you got now? Uh, not a crazy amount. I probably like, cause I've been on and off the past couple of days, it, maybe 10 to 12. Well, enough yeah i'd say 10 to 12 enough to run around like i i did some of the main missions some side stuff um went around a little bit just to to experience some stuff trying out things mm. it uh even after like reading like these reviews even this one talking about you know not all of it like the the bugs and glitches i'm still probably gonna play it when we finish this up <laughs> <laughs> uh I oh I was talking earlier about the one bug that I had where it wasn't the T pose but the wall phasing and sitting in the invisible chair beside the chair. <laughs> the one one bug that I actually had that I was like, huh, okay. I I took off running down the sidewalk and in the streets, like in some of the parts, it's like it's dirty. There's like piles of garbage on the road, uh trash bags, everything like that. So I guess I passed off the sidewalk to run in the middle of the road and crossed over one of them. And then I instantly died. <laughs> Can't explain it. I don't know if the trash exploded or it just it <laughs> broke my ankle and that was it for me. But wow. instant game over screen. I have full health. And I was like, no. okay, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, but I reloaded right back in and it was fine. Ran over the same garbage. Nothing happened. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, I, I did experience, um, it, I can't remember if it was, I don't think it was while driving. It was like in the middle of a mission. I had like a pause up, like a hiccup. Like normally uh, the game would crash, but it seemed to fix itself after probably almost 10 seconds. I was for sure I was going to have to close the game, but it kicked itself back in. And and I do think that's probably because I'm playing on the series, series X. I, I believe if it was on the other console, it would have. You think it would have yeah, Oh yeah. Shut my whole console down. <laughs> it would have flatlined. Uh, but I, I do I do think the game is going to uh, once they get there, they're, they're going to patch it some more. It's not like they're completely given up on like the game itself. I, they, they put out the thing today, even for people that are, you know, completely still unhappy and don't want to wait for these two big planned updates for January and February that you can apply for a refund. Through oh, the, yeah. for your Xbox or PS4 copy. Right. And that's that's something big for for a company to do that. That's not something you get from the majority of these big companies out there. Right now, if like, what would you, what would it take for you to refund this game? Uh, if possibly like the continual crashing would get to me after a while. Uh, and if there was like data loss or anything, that would actually. <laughs> oh, that that'd be terrible. Uh, like if you play a bunch of like like you do like a two or three hour session one night, and then all of a sudden you come back the next day and it's like corrupted. Mm. That, that would probably push me over. Mm. Uh, that's that's funny that you say that because that's uh that's the main reason I haven't played Fallout Four in years, <laughs> like a couple years now. Did you did you have a save corrupt on you? Well, you remember my experience with my PlayStation. Yeah, that's right. My, uh, it bricked. But right, right prior to that, I don't know if these things were connected, but it had to be the hard drive failing, I would assume. But uh, I, I loaded up. So what happened was they had a sale for a Fallout 4 DLC for all of it, the season pass. It was like 15 bucks or something. And I was like, yeah, let me get that. So I went on the Sony store, yada, yada, bought this DLC. Fired up Fallout 4. And uh, 
when it loaded, it didn't load correctly. Like you know how your uh uh your uh, power armor is like hanging in that garage on the the title mm. screen. Yeah. Well, like none of that was there. It was just a blank screen. You couldn't click anything. So yeah, I, uh, I I closed her out and I started her up again and it booted all up fine. I was like, phew, thank God. And then I hit the uh, continue game. And I uh, selected my save and that's when I was like, sorry, this this load cannot be loaded, yada, yada, corrupt data. Hmm. Something to something other. And it actually the whole data got like bricked on it, I guess. Didn't matter which save at that point. Yeah, it was all now, gone. Now, yeah, I don't know if that was because of my like. I don't know if that was the game telling me that or if it's just a hard drive. It was like, yep, can't load it. But I wonder if that was anything from downloading those updates and or not the updates, the DLC into it and something didn't. Yeah. Something wasn't patched for my version or something. I have no idea. Went sideways. <laughs> it was yeah, bad. And like, yeah. like, you know, right after that, that's when my PlayStation bit the dust. And I lost all of my saves for everything. Everything, you yeah. know. Not just Fallout, but whatever, how many hours? Probably like 200 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the data loss thing with this cyberpunk game, I could definitely see that being like, yeah. Yeah, that would push me over. I- I'm I'm pretty good about uh, most of the other stuff. Like, I'm I'm pretty patient with it. As long as you can still run the game and it, and it, and it works fairly well. Do you think you'll. Uh, do you think you'll continue to play this? With it uh, un- unpatched, or uh, I'll play it some more just because I I want to see a little bit more in the story. I want to check out more of the side stuff because I I haven't done like a whole whole lot of the side stuff, so I want to well, see what else is out there. What path did you choose? Uh, uh it was hard for me to choose just because that's how I live my life. But uh, <laughs> I ended up doing. I think I went Street Kid. Okay. Just for what I was trying to do, I almost went corpo because I, I was curious about how that would play out with everything else. Uh, right. But Street Kid, and I think for right now, I'm trying to do melee stuff mixed with uh, maybe some shotguns. Hmm. I mean, yeah, everything I everything you just said was like the opposite of everything I've read. Like most people are going uh, hardcore run and gun. Forget the melee, forget the katanas. Oh, the you melee just... stuff's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to see what the melee is. I feel like this is a hard that's a hard concept to kind of get right. Mm-hmm. Cause you're getting shot like all the time, but if you got a giant sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that, and um, I want to get to the point to get the uh the mantis blades, the upgrades, because that's super cool. Is the melee what would you compare that to? Like, what other game would you say is similar? I mean, it, it does sort of how, um, like, Skyrim and Fallout and everything, like how they're just punching. Yeah. Not Fallout, Skyrim. So there's no, like, combo system or nothing it's, like that? You got your heavy and light. Nothing like, um, you know, like Yakuza. Like, you're, you're action fighting like that. But it's, uh, you get some upgrades to that. And it can do more damage or certain things can cause stun and then... The just the skill trees in the game are crazy. There's so many things. Like you click on one skill and you go in there, and then there's three tabs of more skills, mm. and each one has like, I think I've seen like three to five points you can put in it. So you're going for a uh, up close and personal build. Yeah, I think I'm doing beefcake <laughs> <laughs> at the moment. I'll see. Uh, see how I feel. Have but, you uh, got M two? I go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's just where I'm I'm at the moment. It's where my brain wants me to be because it feels good. Have you tried out the uh, stealth? A little bit. It's definitely a little more difficult. Like you have your sneaky um, sneaky stat, and it's actually it's not like Skyrim style sneaking where it's oh you're still pretty sneaky if you go slow. Like no, they'll know. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can't just go grab somebody and throw them in a dumpster easily. <laughs> well, I think that makes it better, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It, it gives it a little more um, realism to it. What else was I going to ask you? Oh, the hacking. What, what would you say about the hacking in the game? 
that I haven't quite grasped as much. It's um because there's regular hacking. There's also quick hacks, which I, I haven't quite figured out the difference. Mm. Uh, but it's sort of like if you go to hack something, like, hey, I'm going to hack the ceiling fan. Uh, you get in there and you have to do an initial uh, startup hack, which takes like an actual point of RAM that you have across the screen. Oh, wow. Uh, which you can upgrade and everything to get more. So you do that and you actually have to do this little code. Uh, I guess you'd call it a mini game type thing. Uh, and then at that point, if you pass that through, it lowers the requirement of RAM that you would need to do other things for that. So it gives you a list of things and you can actually do something. If you fail it, then you're out of luck with that one. That sounds like pretty in depth. Yeah, like I know the ceiling fan because that's a real thing I hacked. Uh, <laughs> you can start it up to make it like a speed to distract an enemy. Um, and I think it was one other thing for it, but like you can, I think you can hack people and then mark all the other people in the room, or you can hack a camera and do it like that. Uh, you can overheat people. It, it's uh, some of the things that I've seen start now. I haven't gone super into that one. Right. Um, it, I'll probably end up making another character and try to do more of like a, a sneakier style just because it, uh, I think that's like the Deus Ex side of it. It kind of gives that right. feeling. Yeah, I really enjoyed Deus Ex. Like the, uh, I, w I wish I got through that whole game. Like where I left off, it was kind of a, like, where was I? And you could pick it back up probably, but. Yeah, not like I, doing. <laughs> like I enjoyed like the fact that in that game you could sneak through an entire level. And if you want it, you could just pop them once with your little pistol. Mm -hmm. and, and that was it. It wasn't no sponge action or nothing like that with the enemies. So, I don't know. In this game, like, how realistic, like, say if you hit a headshot in this game, like, how realistic is that? Or do they have shields or uh, health bars? They, they do have health bars. It depends on how you're leveled with them uh definitely if you're in like an area with people that are way over you they're going to be a little spongy but i know like you headshot some of them ones with like uh, the hand cannon that you have it's, it's <laughs> they're gone they're like backflip same with the shotguns uh and, and then there's upgrades to increase all that too so you're out there like i think in the shotgun tree one of them, there, there's something that increases damage to like torso area. So if you're just spread shotting, but uh, it's not as spongy as like I would compare it to like the division. Like that. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, well, I think that's the premise, right? Yeah, yeah. That that's always like one of the more spongier games that I've ever ever. Yeah, done. that one's that one's pretty uh pretty bad for it. But I guess that's kind of like, I guess that's kind of the point. Mm -hmm. the, same, the same time. Well, I guess a couple last questions for you. Since you're the guy with the game. Okay. What would you say this is your favorite Western RPG? That this is? Would you say it is? Or would you say this is the best Western RPG? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't feel confident enough to make that decision now. Not yet. Just for, not yet. Um, little bit more in there because i, I want to see how far in depth some of the other stuff goes but it um it, it has it has the works of it for sure it's gonna be fighting fighting its own title like for the witcher <laughs> that's still you know considered yeah. one of the best that's up there you know with skyrim and right now what would you say is your favorite if you had to pick one mm. oh this is hard <laughs> What does it have to beat for you to be number one? Newer wise, I really liked Final Fantasy VII Remake. That really did it for me. And even the old one in Final Fantasy VIII. But uh, Near Autonoma really, really sits high with me uh, on that list. You're saying RPGs in general? Have you played? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm thinking on that, that end. Uh, I can't rule out Skyrim and Oblivion. Hmm. What about you? 
you could throw uh, one out there. If I had to say my favorite RPG that I've played, it it depends on like the era of games. Like for yeah. me, for me to say like just one, it's difficult. I would say one of my favorites that I've ever played RPG wise, Knights of the Old Republic. For original Xbox, I would say that is probably one of my top favorites that I have the most fond memories playing through. Okay, that's good too. That's a good. That's one. a that's an old throwback, but if if mm. you take if you take and put it in a more of a, a modern aspect, I would say I probably have the most hours, probably in Skyrim. Yeah, Whereas across I, all characters. Yeah, I think I put probably the most time in that one, and that's not saying. Now, if I take Skyrim, for instance, and then I take all the the Fallout 3, you got New Vegas, you got Fallout 4, all that content, and you mush it together, it's probably more time than Skyrim. Yeah. But. I had a lot of time in 3. Yeah. I spent a lot of time in 3, and I think mainly, like, I, I don't know. I would say New Vegas, I had probably about equal amount of time, which I think I enjoyed New Vegas a little more. Just because I, I think I like the the aspect and the atmosphere of that one mm-hmm. more than the city of three. I felt like the city was kind of blocked off a lot in three. Yeah, it wasn't a a lot a lot of rubble everywhere, so you couldn't actually get into more. Yeah, it's really hard to navigate. Mm-hmm. Like you had to go through like this sewer to get to this area or this train station. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they did that for what they had for the tech at the time. Now I was going to say uh, four, I think improved on a lot of that too. Yeah, yeah. It was more open or more accessible, I guess. Yeah. They left. I mean, four is like, they took everything from fallout three and was like, okay, this is what we need to do to make this game better. And that's what I think. That's just how four got made. It was just what, what we needed to do to fix this. Not saying three was bad, but it had its, its things that, the quirks in the game that was like, ah, I don't feel like doing that. Mm-hmm. And New Vegas, I think, was the step in the right direction as well. But that was by a different, different uh, studio, right? Yeah, that was Obsidian. Mm-hmm. The which is the ones that did um, Outer Worlds. Yeah, Outer Worlds. Yeah, yeah. I haven't beat that one. I think that's going to be pretty hot on my list when I get to. Yeah, that's a that's another one. I'll, I'll I've I played a good chunk of it. I need to go back and finish it. So yeah, I think it's the comedy in that one really does it for me. Right. I feel like I'm playing like uh, kind of like Fallout Four mixed with like I don't know something like Borderlandsy. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing sure. going on. Pretty cool. But uh, like like you said though, it's it's kind of hard to put your finger on it, but. I'd probably say atmospheric, like most time enjoyed. I'd probably say Skyrim. Yeah. As of now, hopefully Skyrim. Cyberpunk is the, is the next one for me because I I really like that style. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that uh that's the next one. It's got a lot. It's got a lot to the game. There's a lot you can just walk around. You can do whatever. It's it's a lot like Skyrim in that sense where you can you don't have to do anything near the main story. And you still get just as full of an experience. So I have to ask you this. I think I know what you'll say. But would you recommend to wait on this or to go out and try it? If you don't have a capable PC that you don't have to run it on potato mode. (laughs) Or um, if you still have like one of the original consoles, I'd say wait definitely wait uh it needs some it needs some work but if you if you do have you know some of the newer stuff it's it's definitely still a good experience um and and i would say still be patient but i'd tell everybody to wait just on that if you're working with some of the older stuff right just so you get your you know full experience that you're you have the mindset that you want to go in there with right and i think that's going to be the main part you gotta go in there knowing you're going to have problems. And if you're okay mm-hmm. with that, then by all means, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then go for it. It's, it's all there for you. 
but if you're if you have a problem with anything near that then you need to wait at least a, a month or two yeah it's probably probably when the next gen comes out mm-hmm. i don't think they'll release that without this being fixed like whatever they're doing to fix this i think they're going to use that info to fix the next gen yeah they're they're going to put most of their work towards this at the moment these uh last gen consoles because that honestly that's still the majority of their market right now absolutely yeah i don't see them releasing that till this is fixed because whatever you know it's going to obviously have the same problems they Mm -hmm. need to fix it now then release a fully patched version i think that's what they do i'm gonna uh i'm gonna try switching it over to like i was telling you to the like resolution mode and off of uh performance tonight too to see if there's a difference and i'll uh Mm. update you on that yeah real quickly on the next one yeah that'll be good so did you have any final final remarks uh i think no i I think we covered most of it game it's definitely there it's definitely good but it does need help needs a little time (laughs) needs needs a little help (laughs) needs a little help nothing crazy though like a (laughs) Just share, you know, the patch up some of these these things that the consoles. But I think I think we I think we touched pretty good on it. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Don't forget to follow us on twitter.com slash legacy respawn and also become a patron today and support this show by going to patreon.com slash legacy respawn. See you guys. Bye.